Hello, and welcome to another Lighthouse Video Mana podcast. I'm Pastor Jeff Glenn, and it's my pleasure to take you through the Word each week. We are in Genesis 19 this week, and we've got several tough passages to deal with. And for me, it's encouraging because Scripture handles these straightforwardly, and there's no attempt to sidestep or whitewash any of the hard reality that's deals with these tough passages in that compromise and sin, they're, they're devastating and they're, they're unpalatable at best to hear described. Um, they, in some ways, they, they kind of make us repulsed. But the uh, Bible doesn't shy away from that. Um, in fact, it, it wants that hard truth out there that, that sin is hard to look at and we shouldn't sugarcoat that because the Bible surely doesn't. And so um, to, to set this up, we see in the opening verses of chapter 19, that's where we're at, Lot is sitting in the gate of the city of Sodom. And this is part of an interesting progression for Lot because previously we see when he was with Abraham that he looked towards Sodom and then he pitched his tent near Sodom and then later on we see that he's living in Sodom and now he's become some sort of prominent man as would suggested by the fact that he's sitting in the gate. Those, those who sit in the gate were known to be prominent men doing business or adjudicating matters and so some kind of prominent man or, or so it would seem and we'll see that later. So the, the next thing that we see is, is, this, is how wicked Sodom and Gomorrah are in verses 4 and 5. And I'll read these. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, and all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot, and they said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out that we may know them. And so this is referencing the angels that come and meet Lot, and Lot invites them into his home. And so then the men of Sodom, and this is everyone, basically um, not literally everyone, but all of the representation of, of Sodom is there from young and old, every quarter, um, all of the people surrounded the house. So this means that the, 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 the sin of Sodom had permeated all of the people and so they wanted to come and know these men. And then we see the first tough passage. And this is when Lot offers his daughters instead of the men in verse 8. It says here, See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And so the fact that, that perhaps in this culture, valued, um, this culture may have valued guests more um, than, than family, especially um, you know, in, in the fact that it seems like when you took someone into your home, it was a pledge to protect their life at the expense of yours. And so, but that doesn't excuse Lot's offer here. Um, Lot's fascination with Sodom had brought compromise into his life, and it had corrupted his way of thinking. And that compromise, as we see, would cost him dearly, as, as compromise always affects those closest to us. And so whether it was Lot just simply being enamored um, 
by the hip and exciting lifestyle of the big city. Or maybe he thought he could get closer. Um, maybe he thought he could get close to it without it affecting him, right? And perhaps he thought that getting closer to the people of Sodom and then accepting their lifestyle, um, perhaps um, in the name of tolerance, that, that maybe he could influence them in some way. However, when that time came for him to influence them, they mocked him as an outsider with no real influence. And we see that in verse 9, where they say in a mocking tone, stand back. This one came to stay here, and he keeps acting as a judge now. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. And so really they were kind of mocking his attempts to keep them from coming into his house and um, saying that, that he only he came to stay here. So like he's an outsider, uh, but now he's trying to judge us. And so Lot's cozying up with the lifestyle of Sodom had led to compromise. And this is the, the point here that, that um, even the men of Sodom saw... And, and rather than um, it buying credibility for Lot, it actually ruined it because he, he purchased really scorn for his tolerance. So I think the world often knows more about how we're expected to act and, and what sh we should believe than we give them credit for, right? And our compromise actually neutralizes our witness. It's certainly what happened to Lot. Um, as he grew closer and closer to that lifestyle. And while he was still seen as a righteous man, it certainly neutralized his witness. Um, so the point is our, our, our tolerance communicates that our beliefs aren't that strong, right? And that maybe since we're not willing to hold to them, that they're, they're not worth it for others to either. And so um, now there's, there's a definite off limits of holding our faith, right? So we're not to physically abuse or verbally berate someone um, in these lifestyles, but we are to hold fast to what we know to be true and what we believe in. And so we should know we should know well the commandment. We should know well the commandment to love our neighbors and to evangelize them. Um, but we can do this more effectively if we if we act in accordance with what we believe and let our integrity guide us rather than letting the pressure to, to just soften a little bit, you know, maybe to gain some influence. And, and, and then after we gain influence, then we can witness. But, um, you know, that's, that's an ineffective means of, of evangelism. So we see this impact of Lot's compromise continually, and, and, and namely here when we see the angels as they reveal their intent to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their wickedness. Um, as a result of Lot's weakness, or his, his weak witness, his sons-in-law thought he was joking that God would destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And we see that in verse 14. So when Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, he said, get up out of this place, for the Lord will destroy it. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. And so they, they thought this was a joke, um, that they didn't take seriously um, God's God's wrath, and so um, you know, which is part of the, the second hard passage here. Later, when that when that happens, we see God's pouring out of His wrath on Sodom and Gomorrah, which should be hard for us to hear, right? Um, but the truth is, the unrighteous will suffer God's wrath, and another part of God, of Lot's compromise 
was, was in his own ability, his own inability, uh, to see the urgency of this message of the angels. And it says here in verse 16, And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand and his wife's hand and the hands of his two daughters. And the Lord being merciful to him, they brought him out and set him outside the city. And so Lot, Lot himself doesn't even take this threat seriously as he kind of lingers and dilly-dallies around the house and the angels had to literally drag them out of Sodom. And so um, not going well for Lot so far and it's not going to get much better. Um, we see in, in verse 19 and 20 that Lot really hasn't learned his lesson. Um, he's told to flee to the mountains so that um, the destruction wouldn't come upon him. But he says here in verse 19, Indeed, now your servant has found. If your servant has found favor in your sight, um, can I not escape? Oh, I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me. See, now this city is near enough to flee to me, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there, and my soul shall live. So, so there's a city that's close, rather than going all the way up to the mountains. So, so Lot still wants to remain close, and. Um, you know, we see that um, as soon as Lot and his family are safe in this new town, so that request was granted, and as soon as Lot and his family are safe in this town called Zoar, um, which just means a little city, then the, the destruction of the Lord comes. And this is really the, the principle of the promise that God made to Abraham, that, that if we see that we remember in chapter 18, there was this reduction from 50 down to 10, and there wasn't 10 righteous in Sodom, um, but those who were righteous were, were saved. So Lot was saved, and his family was saved to him too. But then we see Mrs. Lot, her name isn't recorded um, here, that um, the, the, the text says she looked back, but perhaps it really means to turn back um, you know, in an attempt to go back, and then she was turned into a pillar of salt. And so... We see Lot and his daughters who are left uh, alone, um, and they only spend a short season in Zoar, and then they move into the cave um, up on the mountain. And the only bright spot we see in this whole um, chapter is in verse uh, 27, when we see Abraham's response. It says here, And Abraham went up early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And so Abraham, seeing all that's going on, that he wants to seek the Lord. He wants to be in the Lord's presence. And so this, this gives us Abraham's heart that in these tough times of everything swirling about, he wants to be in the presence of the Lord. Um, and that brings us to the third tough passage, which, which is this Lot's family sin. So um, each of his daughters um, intoxicate their father and with wine, and, and they laid with him so they could bear children. And it's interesting that Lot had previously offered his daughters to the crowd of men. You know, that this really reveals his compromise regarding sexual sin. You know, he, in that way, he trained up his daughters with this twisted, twisted sense of um, morality. And, and so for them, wanting to produce offspring, they saw no problem was satisfying their desires in this ungodly manner. And then from these two unions came um, 
people that would oppose Israel in the future. So the sons Moab and Ben-Ami, um, from whom would come the Moabites and the Ammonites, they would later oppose Israel. And so the compromise with culture's view of morality always leads to death and destruction. Um, you know, maybe not from raining sulfur and hellfire, but but in our interpersonal relationships, including others, how they view us and our witness, and how they might receive our attempt to influence them, um, it affects those closest to us um, as they as they follow our lead, right? And so, Lot's life of potential was ruined by his compromise. And although he was technically considered righteous, it didn't mean that the influence of his life led to the fruit that it might have if he would have only stood firm in following God's lead rather than allowing culture to lead him astray. And so until next week, stay encouraged and stay in the Word.